0: So we wish to learn the art of dying. No, no, Prabhu, please don't. <laughs> I don't want to lie on. We are living actually. Please teach us art of living if you can. Why are you are teaching us art of dying? We have just begun our life. So actually, that is the nature of this material world. Material world means the world which is made up of matter in which we are currently occupying the places. The soul is merged in this matter. So one very unique feature of this material world is that of relativity or duality, duality means as we discussed previously, happiness and distress, they are synonymous. Thus, what we are considering. Happiness is same as distress. there are two sides of the same coin the same object which gives us happiness it is going to give us distress the same sun is the cause of happiness in winters and the same sun is the cause of stress the same water is the source of happiness in the summers and the same water becomes source of distress in the winter season The same loving affairs are the source of great ecstasy and they are the source of great misery as well. Our jobs, we take them as source of happiness, but at the same time we understand they are the source of misery as well. So this is the nature of this material world. The same competition gives you happiness and gives you stress. So those who are satisfied somehow in this mixed-up situation of happiness and distress, that class is not considered very intelligent. So thus another great duality which exists in this world is that of life and death. So here living and dying are synonymous. Well, how synonymous? Synonymous. No, yes, if you carefully analyze, it it is synonymous. So what we called actually as dying, let us analyze. Suppose a person is there who has got shot. And that person is gasping for breath. And then some news reporters would come and then uh, they would see, just see the person is dying. And everyone around him would believe that actually he is dying. Please help him. The person is dying. So why we are calling that he is dying, he or she is dying? Actually, he is living. So, dying means he is going to die. He is about to die. That is the meaning of dying. Dying means going to die. So, actually, if you see, we are all going to die. Any moment of time, short, while or long time. But it is a fact that we are all going to die. So, that is why actually we are dying. That is a grim reality of this material world. So actually we are dying every moment and the final change is called death. So we can call ourselves that we are living, but actually we are also dying. We are going to die. So as soon as somebody is detected a very severe disease or stage four cancer, we call oh, he or she is dying. Why? Because it is sure that they are not going to live. So that way, if we analyze all of us have got cancer, all of God has got this disease, we are all going to die. But such reality does not strike us. That is why when the Yaksha asked Yodhishthir Maharaj, he was asking various questions in Mahabharata. He told, if you answer perfectly, I'll bring your brothers back to life. So one question was, what is the most surprising thing? What is the biggest wonder of this world? Most surprising thing of this world. So you told the biggest wonder is Yudhishthira Maharaj replied, Ahani Ahani Bhutani Gachanti Yamalayam Shesham's Thavara Michanti Kim Ashcharyam Atahaparam Ahani Ahani Bhutani, Ahani means day. Every other day we see that living entities Gachanti Yamalayam, they are going to Yamaraja's abode, they are embracing death. But Shesham's Thavara Michanti. But those who are there, who have not died yet, they are thinking, we will always live here eternally. Kim Ashcharyam Atahaparam, what is greater wonder than this? That people are not at all concerned that they are going to die and they are going to take another birth. But they are satisfied. Another example is given just like the goats are there. So maybe you would not have experienced uh, those people who have experienced some kind of slaughter somewhere. So there's a uh, very striking understanding from this material nature that the goats are tied together. One goat is taken out and in front of the other goat, that goat is slaughtered, but the other goats are not at all disturbed. Why? Because some green grass is fed to them. They are very busy eating the grass. So one goat is being slaughtered, but the other goat is not at all somehow concerned and it is eating grass very nicely this is called goat's mentality but had a human being there in place of goat the human being would have done either two things he would have tried to save the fellow human if he can or at least he can save his life he would try to run away somehow he cannot be satisfied but that is what is happening unfortunately now with all of us So the intelligence has gone to the level of goats and animals that a person is simply satisfied with some temporary comforts of life. And uh, the man is not noticing that actually I am going to die. So that is why the Vedas, uh, it is mentioned very nicely. As we have discussed many times when uh, Vishwamitra met Maharaj Dashrath. So Maharaj Dashrad asked this thing, He is knowing what is the aim of this life, especially these saintly persons, the sadhus, the sannyasis, what they are working upon. So he asked the very relevant question, punar janma jayaya. We meet any student. So we asked him, how is preparation for exam going on? If he's preparing for some exam, that is a usual question. How is your job going on if you meet a person? How is the business going on if you ask a businessman? Similarly, what question should be asked to saintly people? Another janma will happen. Another birth will happen. Or another dying will happen. As soon as we take birth, our death is born along with the birth. So what we celebrate as a moment of great enjoyment, actually that same moment has written a great misery on our forehead. And there is a misery of death. That is the nature of this material world. So this is very painful cycle. As soon as you take birth, the misery of death is fixed. Like this, any kind of enjoyment you try to relish, the misery comes tied along with that. So that is why the cycle has to be won over. PUNAR JANMA JAYAYA There is a situation possible where there is only living and there is no dying. That situation is called SANATAN SITUATION. And the prescribed rules, regulations, science and philosophy, which takes us to that position of eternal life and never death that is called Sanatam dharma. How is your effort going on to win over this process of birth and death? So entire civilization was conscious. Oh, I should do this thing. Mokshpati, snakes and ladders are called means I have to get liberation. So I have to follow the ladder, then I can quickly achieve liberation. Those are the vice virtues and I have to be wary of the snakes. They are the vices, lust, anger, greed, and so many other things. So similar question was also asked by Parikshit Maharaj. So an intelligent person can put forth such questions. A person who is not intelligent, like a child does not think, why my father is going somewhere to the office every day? But even though he's seeing that his father is going to office, but the child wants to keep on playing, he is not willing to think that I will grow up and then I have to maintain family for maintaining family prerequisites are there for that I have to study nicely. But the child is not at all conscious and he cries, I don't want to go to school because intelligence is very, very less. So Parishit Maharaj, very wise man, the wisest man, because he was the king of the planet. He also got this curse that he is going to die in seven days. And they all know that, yes, the aim of life is liberation. So Parishit Maharaj immediately goes on the bank of Ganges because all the sages, saintly persons live there. So that he can understand now only seven days are left. How can I perfect my life in seven days? It is very, very short span of time. So if you have two years, you know, two years I will cover syllabus in this way and crack the examination. Suppose you've got only a month left. So how to prepare? Then you need very expert guidance. I have only one month left and I am here. I am studying just to crack the examination. Similarly, the purpose of our life is nothing but to win over the process of death. Nothing else. ma amritam gamaya. ma. Ma Do not die. Amritam <speaking in foreign language> gamaya. Go towards immortality. Tamso ma jyotir gamaya. Rise from the platform of darkness. This material universe is dark. It needs external illumination to the platform of light. So the purpose, only purpose of human life is to win over this process of repeated birth and death. Thus, Parikshit Maharaj was very much uh, perplexed. I have only seven days left. Now what to do? So then he goes to the bank of Ganges and there he meets Shukdev Goswami. Shukdev Goswami is a personality who is liberated from birth. And thus all the other sages present there unanimously, they accepted. Oh yes, he should be uh, the person who who is guiding, who should be guiding you. So all were knowing some process, and they were trying to perfect this process. But every process takes a lot of time. So in seven days, what we can apply? So that Shukdev Goswami, Parishit Maharaj was Parishit Maharaj asked Shugdeva Goswami, and then Shukdev Goswami, he gives this beautiful answer. Shukdev Goswami mentions. First of all, the question which you have asked is very, very nice. Atma punsam and it is uh, only such a person can ask this question who is perfectly realized about the constitution of soul, who understands that I am not the body. This body is a machine. These machines are going on. I will pick up another machine and this entering into machine is not a very good business. I should continue to exist without these machines on platform of spiritual happiness. So only wise people will ask this question. So he congratulates him for asking the right question. And uh, then he tells, And my dear king, this question is very nice because it is relevant for everybody. It's for everyone's benefit. Because not just you, everyone is going to die. So everyone should be asking, what is my duty? What should I do? What is the way of dying? Because death is anyway certain. So how should I prepare for death? That is why if we call it uh, that we want to learn the art of living, then we are living in a utopian hallucinatory situation. Oh, yes, we are going to live always. So let me learn the art of living. You will not continue to live always, but you are going to die for sure. So that is why we, we should rather not call it art of living, but art of dying. Although living and dying are both synonymous. So actually, there is no living here. There is only death here. Living happens on the platform of spiritual spirituality, spiritual platform. And even though you can consider this living also, still living and dying are synonymous. So we should call. We should always uh, replace the word wherever we use the word living by the word dying. let's say we say living conditions living conditions are not good here so just replace it with the word dying and then you will understand how actually those things should be perceived so if somebody is telling living conditions are not good here i want to improve my living conditions so he is actually telling i want to improve my dying conditions dying conditions are not good here will any person worry about his dying conditions he should be worrying about his death Oh, I am suited, booted nicely and nicely, peacefully. uh, In this atmosphere, I want to die. No, I don't want to die at all. So people are, if somebody tells I'm working very hard to improve my dying conditions, then he's a foolish man. And then uh, people say, oh, Mumbai, cost of living is very high. So replace the word living with dying. So cost of dying is very high in Mumbai. (laughs) Yes, actually, that is reality. In small cities, death is... uh, Uh, not very expensive very peacefully limited hours in the office you have to spend and uh, you don't have to work very very hard so the cost of death is less so cost of dying is very high in metro cities so just put the word dying wherever we are using living and then we will understand the reality of this world so death although is a fear factor for the materialist and still in great illusion he is not at all concerned he cannot even think he is not at all having the urge to solve this problem of life but a spiritualist takes it as an examination just like a child is very very conscious He is always conscious of the examination but he is not scared of the examination he's waiting for the right situation Thus King Kula Shekhar tells that now my mind is completely absorbed in your lotus feet. But at the time of death, So at the time of death, if I am not able to remember you, then my life is waste. So this King is perfectly aware what is this life, death is sure and how to prepare for death. So as we discussed in the previous session, preparation for death is whatever we think at the time of death that same body we attain without fail so krishna tells in bhagavad gita as we saw in the previous class at the time of death who is thinking of me he will attain body of my nature what is the nature of krishna's body krishna's body is never dying krishna's body is eternal So when Krishna was there on the battlefield of Kurukshetra, he was very old. As per the calculations of time, around 125 years old, he has sons, great grandsons. You can just imagine 125 years. But Krishna's body never grew old beyond 16 to 20 years. He was always like a young boy. It was never growing old. So this is the nature of Krishna's body. So Krishna's body is full of knowledge, full of unlimited bliss and eternity. So any person who is thinking absorbed in thoughts of Krishna at the time of death, then his uh, body would be spiritual. It would be having nature of Krishna's body. So thus King Kula Shaker is telling. So now my mind is completely absorbed in thinking of you. But at the time of death is I'm if I'm not able to think then what would be my situation? So let me now die immediately. He's praying. So just like the uh, student may sometime think when the exams were getting postponed because of COVID. Why they are postponing it? I've done such nice revision and everything. Now if I write the examination, I will score very good marks. So thus dying or... Uh, Such similar words could be frightening for the materialist, but for the devotee, yes, he is very, very conscious of death, but he is not scared because he is always absorbed in the service of Krishna, thinking of Krishna. So that is a way to prepare for death. And we will see further from the verses of Bhagavad Gita, what Krishna is recommending. So very important verses, three verses we'll cover today. All of you should read carefully. Verse number 7. So previously, Lord Krishna has described anybody who thinks of me at the time of death, he gets body of my nature. Why? This happens because there is a law. Yam Vapi Smaran Bhavam Ante Whatever our object of meditation is, a person goes to that object, attains a body of similar nature. Now Lord Krishna is further telling. Because this is the principle: whatever state of being one remembers when he quits his body, that state he will attain without fail. Tasmā sarveshu kaleshu ma manusmar yuddhicha may arpitamano buddhima ma Tasmā sarveshu kaleshu ma manusmar Sarveshu means always. Kaleshu means time. Means at all time. Therefore, tasmāt because this is the principle your consciousness at the time of death defines your next body anusmar therefore you should aspire not for any material body any material body acquired here there are various planets where living conditions are very very good but any kind of body you get that body will be fraught with four defects of that of disease death old age and birth so therefore you should not Think about any material personality or object. You should rather think of the spiritual personalities. So, Mam Anusmar Yudhicha, I am the supreme person, my body is completely spiritual. Mam Anusmar thinking of me, Yudhicha, you keep on fighting. So thus this spiritual life is so nice, Krishna is telling Arjuna. Therefore, Arjuna, you should always think of me in the form of Krishna and at the same time carry out your prescribed duty of fighting. With your activities dedicated to me and your mind and intelligence fixed on me, you will attain me without doubt. So we need not change our course of activities. So the perfection of spiritual life can be attained by doing whatever task we are doing now. Maam Anusmar Yudhicha, Krishna is not telling you leave fighting, leave the duties of a householder living in palace and all these things. No, you can continue in your position, continue fighting, but what is important is mam anusmara you should always think of me my form in which i am present before you and my arpita manobuddhir while you are fighting it is important that you train your consciousness also unless we have trained ourselves to think of something constantly we cannot think of it at the time of death thus if a person has trained his consciousness to be engaged in loving remembrance of krishna then at the time of death it will be possible to think of krishna my mind and intelligence should be fixed on your mind and intelligence should be fixed on me and your activity should be dedicated to me and then you will attain me without any doubt so very simple whatever activity we are doing in order to attain perfection of life we need not try to improve our living conditions or dying conditions here if a person is there lying on the railway track, he should not think or oh, let me purchase nice suit boot, nice shoes and nice gadgets and keep on sitting on the railway track. First of all, the inquiry should be let me somehow get freed and run away from this track. There is no use of arranging comforts on the railway track where death is certain. Similarly, all the endeavor should be done to avoid this process of repeated birth and death. So lot of tension we need not take, whether I'm losing on some part, some show-off is reducing, some material comforts are reducing, so-called success is reducing. No, that also follows automatically when a person follows spiritual life, Is material life is automatically comfortable. But still, if a person thinks, no, no, let me uh, do the material things, what is the use? Because death is certain on a railway track. The first endeavor should be to run from the track somehow. So therefore, the life is very simple. You need not do anything, need not calculate what will make me happy. Nothing will make us happy. Happiness and distress are same thing here in the material world. So what we should do is whatever activity we feel comfortable in, like Arjuna was feeling comfortable in his duties, Kshatriya, he was having Kshatriya spirit orientation. So you fight, no problem. You can do the work of a barber very nicely. You continue your salon. You are very nice... uh, nicely doing selling vegetables you continue being vegetable vendor you are having very menial job you are a car cleaner or housekeeping person somewhere you can continue keep cleaning the cars and roads but the same activity will make you successful if the activity is dedicated to krishna means the results of the activity you're offering to krishna and your mind and intelligence is also fixed in krishna that's it so external activities do not matter so whether i'm managing some business or i'm doing some job menial job or very high class job i am king i'm politician i'm president we can continue at the same position arjuna continued his duty of warrior and politician but Krishna is giving the formula here. In order to attain God, in order to meet me, see me face to face, attain eternal life, what you have to do is your mind and intelligence should be fixed in me. Maam Anusmar. One should always practice thinking of Krishna and offer the results of activities to Krishna. That's it. Abhyasa yoga yuktena chetasana nyagamina paramampurusham divyam yati parthanu chintayan. He who meditates on the supreme personality of Godhead, his mind constantly engaged in remembering me, undeviated from the path, he path is sure to reach me. Chetasa na nyagamina. Chetasa means his mind intelligence, his consciousness. Na anyagamina. Without any deviation, it is not going anywhere. Paramam purusham divyam yati parthanu chintayan. So some people tell, that krishna is a light is an energy and we have to go and merge in that energy but here please read carefully it is being mentioned paramam purusham divyam yati yati means achieves he achieves paramam purusham Uh, so krishna has told you will come to me and now krishna is telling here you will attain the supreme person krishna is giving the standard understanding so, just like the manager tells you follow me, and then he tells the general principle you have to follow your manager to become successful. Similarly, here Krishna is quoting the principle that if you do like this, you will attain the supreme person. Chetasa na Anya Gamina. Don't think of anybody else, anything else. That is why all our activities. Thus, the Vedic culture was so beautifully defined that these principles were very nicely being followed. Chetasa na Anya Gamina. Every person is supposed to, as soon as he gets up in the morning, everybody would immediately uh, go to temple and people would thrice visit the temple. They would start their devil temple and then noon time, and then again in the evening. So they would start with various prayers in the temples. They are uh, Krishna conscious. And then uh, when they are about to eat anything before eating, they will offer the food to Krishna and then eat it while taking bath. They will again remember Krishna offering food. Again, Krishna is there. Then whatever jobs they are doing the result of their activities they have to do every day they will offer it to krishna and uh, then you want some entertainment you want to hear some stories mahabharata ramayan were the stories were the drama again you are krishna conscious you want to celebrate you want to enjoy with your friends and relatives yes celebration is there they are all based around the pastimes of krishna and his devotees so always you are krishna conscious in this way and if a person follows this process Paramam Purusham Divyam Yati. You will attain not any light. You will not merge into light. Paramam Purusham Divyam. You will attain a Purush, a person. What is the need of meeting a Purush? Because Purushas or people, they die here. Persons, they die. No, he is Divyam. Divyam means transcendental, beyond the material dimensions. Yati means attains. A person goes and lives with the Supreme Person, God, who is beyond the material dimensions. But he will be able to do that only when Anu Chintayan, Chintayan means thinking, Anu means constantly or by following in Guru Shishya Parampara in Displic succession. So Anu means following or Anu means constantly. So following the instructions of previous Acharyas and constantly Anu Chintayan. So without any breakage, this is the sum and substance of the entire Vedic culture. That somehow or the other person should always be thinking of Krishna. Yati Parthanu Chintayan. So in this way if he is living or he is dying then his death or life is successful. Now here Krishna is telling again very important principle. (laughs) Kavim Purana Manushasitaram Anoraniyansa Manusmaradyaha Sarvasya Dhataram Achintya Rupam so what is the nature of Krishna that supreme person whom we are talking about attaining here so here he is telling kavim puranam anushasitaram kavim means very intelligent person who knows past present and future one who knows everything kavim puranam means the oldest we have young people we have old people and the one who is oldest father's have come from their father, grandfather, great-grandfather, like this, the oldest person, Puranam. So this is the nature of supreme person. He is not a formless entity. He is very intelligent. Energy cannot be intelligent. He is very intelligent. He is Kavim. And he is the oldest, Puranam, Anushasitaram, Anushasan. Shasan means to control. Shastra, Shasdhatu means to control. So to control, we either use the scriptures scriptures control regulate the lives of people so they are called shastra those who cannot follow the shastra they have to be controlled by shastra shastra means weapon and shishya that word also has come from the shasdhatu means to control anushasitara means he is the controller so the world nothing in the world is beyond control So under whose control this is acting? This is the search which a person should do in this human form of life. He should not be simply satisfied thinking, oh, my suffering is because of COVID. No, if COVID is not there, still I was suffering, still disease was there and death was there. So ultimately, why am I suffering? Under whose control this suffering is being given to me? So here Krishna is telling, Krishna should be thought of that supreme person under whose control every happiness and suffering is happening in this material world. He is Kavim, He is most intelligent. He is Puranam. He is the oldest. Anushasitaram. He is the controller. Anur Aniyansam. Anusmaradyaha. So in this way, a person should think of God in complete knowledge. Anur Aniyansam. Anu means the atom. Just see, Bhagavad Gita 5,000 years ago, where was atomic theory back then? When people were shepherds in the area where scientists have given the theories. But here it is mentioned Anur, atom. Aniyansam. Smaller than the atom. And many wonderful things are described about atom uh, in bhagavatam. We will discuss some other time in future sessions. Anuraniyansam, a person who is smaller than the atom. Now they thought, oh, let us see what is the fundamental particle. We'll change the fundamental particle, which is responsible for all the manifestations and we'll be happy. But now they are puzzled within the fundamental particle, what they call fundamental, they have found many, many particles and there is no end to it. They are just finding newer and newer particles. And not that this is then within also. If they go, they'll find another particle. As is the atom, so is the universe. Just like one cell, they have analyzed. They are telling this cell is like uh, it, it's more complex than the New York City. One small cell is more complex than a New York City. And similar complications they would find within the atom. Unfortunately, the atom cannot be magnified and perceived like they are perceiving the cell functions. Otherwise, within the atom, the same principles are there, which are there in the universe. This is the unique creation of God. But like this, if they keep on entering within, within, deep within, finally, they'll find supreme personality of God at present. Like this, if they keep on traveling outside, outside, outside the universe, they'll find many, many universes and beyond all them, they'll find another personality who is the greatest, who is the source of all the universes. Anoranyan Mahato Mahiyan. Thus, God is called Anor Aniyan. smaller than the smallest atom, also, smallest particle. And Mahato Mahiyan, greater than the greatest, also. So, the cause of all causes of the atomic manifestation of the entire universal manifestation is God. So, in this way, Krishna should be thought of. So, Krishna is not some impersonal energy, but he is a person. He is Kavim, he is intelligent, oldest, he is controlling everything. And he's controlling by entering even within the smallest fundamental particle and Sarvasya dhataram Achintya Rupam dhataram. how things are being maintained that is also so amazing. How amazingly nice species have come into existence. There is one male species, one female species, both have to exist simultaneously. If one body is not developed immediately, there is death. Population will not continue. So in all the species. Perfectly male. how people evolutionists they even think like this evolution happened perfectly male and female uh, developed simultaneously from chemicals. No. So male form female form simultaneously. They are existing amazing maintenance is going on carbon dioxide, oxygen, the ecosystem everywhere. It is so nice. So who is responsible for all this maintenance? Sarvasya dhataram He is maintainer of everything and again it is mentioned please read this word again achintya rupam rupam means form it is not written here arupam it is written achintya rupam achintya means inconceivable if somebody is oldest and he is intelligent he is controller he is smaller than the smallest he is maintainer means he is a person a person is controlling a person is wise a person maintains so, person has got a form. So, how is the form of God that is achintya, that is inconceivable? That is why we cannot conceive. Mother Yashoda is seeing all the universes within the mouth of Krishna. She is seeing herself and Krishna within the mouth of Krishna. So, all the universes are within Krishna, or Krishna is within the universe. It is very difficult to conceive, and both things are happening simultaneously. Krishna is showing all universes within his mouth. And at the same time, Krishna is existing in one of the universes. Anuranyan Mahatomahiyan. He is smaller than the smallest. He is greater than the greatest. How the same person has become the smallest and entered the atom and he is present outside the universe also, creating all the universes and expanding them. This is called Achintya Rupam, inconceivable form. When finite contains the infinity. So, sometimes various words you'll find describing God because God is achintya, inconceivable. The same God will be addressed as uh, Arupam. Arupam means he has got no form. Arupam. And he will be called Sarupam. And sometimes both names will be used, like Gajendra. He is praying. Arupayor Arupaya, karmane. So, Gajendra is praying to Supreme Personality. Arupaya, Ururupaya. Arupaya means you don't have any form. Ururupaya means you have great many forms. Namu Ashare Karmani, your activities are wonderful. So, what does it mean? It is contradictory. He is telling Arupaya, Ururupaya. You have no form and you have great many forms. That is why it is called Achintya. So in the Upanishads, you will find this understanding of Arupam and all these things to help us understand that this form of God is not like our form. God is not person like us. So God has got the absolute truth. Krishna has got personal aspect as well as impersonal aspect. So the Vedas mainly describe the, the Upanishads, beg your pardon, mainly describe the impersonal understanding of God. What is the impersonal feature? That is called the Brahma feature. Just like the fire is there. So can we say the heat and light of fire is different from the fire? Or should we say the heat and light of fire is same as fire? What is the proper statement? If we tell the light of fire, heat of fire is different from fire, Is it possible that fire is existing without light, dark fire or fire is existing without heat, cold fire? That is not possible. Is it possible that heat and light are existing, but fire is not there? That is also not possible. But I am seeing the light of fire. I am touching the heat or light of fire. Does it mean I am touching the fire? No. So heat and light of fire are different from fire as well as they are one with fire because they cannot exist independent of fire. So thus heat and light is another expansion, extension, another feature of fire, which is all pervading, which is not localized in one situation, one position. Thus that feature of God by which he is present everywhere in Bhagavad Gita, Krishna mentions, we will see that. So Krishna is telling, I am all pervading, but how I am all pervading in my impersonal feature. So just like the fire's heat and light would be there spread everywhere in the room. But fire is there situated in one place. In a similar fashion, the Vedas described. uh, uh, So you should not get bewildered. When some descriptions we find of this impersonal aspect, the Brahma aspect, which is there spread everywhere. But there is a personal aspect also. Just like the fire. Parasya Brahmana Shakti Sarvedam Akhilam Jagat. Similarly, the Parabrahma is situated in one place, but the energy of Parabrahma are spread, are situated everywhere. In this way, the God is existing. God is existing in his personal form in one place, but through his energies, he is all pervading in this universe. So that is called Achintya Rupam. So God has got a form. Sometimes he is called Arupam because the impersonal aspect of God, his energy is the way he is also present everywhere when we tell god is present everywhere that is same as telling the fire is present everywhere in the form of its heat and light which is non-different from fire not in the personal form in the personal form fire is present in the burner or in the woods in a similar fashion there is a place where god is present and krishna describes here he has described previously Tad dhamam that is my place but in my impersonal aspect i am present everywhere throughout the creation so that is why his form is called inconceivable, achintya, but he has got a form. So in Bhagavad Gita, Krishna does not mention uh, no form. He is mentioning achintya rupam, inconceivable form. And aditya varnam. if you have a form, you should have a complexion also. How's your complexion? Aditya, like sun, effulgent. Adityavarnam, tamasav Parastat. he is transcendental to the material darkness. So this is a description of God. This is how you should think of Krishna not as a great politician, as a powerful magician, but how a person should think of Krishna to make his life perfect, this knowledge should be there. If this knowledge is not there, then success he will not attain. Kavim Puranam Anushasitaram He should think of Krishna as Kavim, uh, one who knows everything. Puranam, the oldest. Anushasitaram, he is controlling everything. Anuranyansam who has entered even within the atom. Anusmaridya, in this way you should think of me. Sarvasty dhataram achintya rupam. I am maintaining everything. My form is inconceivable, and I am having complexion. I am having effulgence of sun, of parastar, transcendental to material darkness. One should meditate upon the supreme person as the one who knows everything. He is the oldest. He who is the controller. Who is smaller than the smallest. Who is the maintainer of everything. Who is beyond all material conception. Who is inconceivable, and who is always a person. His luminous like the sun being transcendental is beyond this material nature. So the same thing was spoken by Shugde Goswami also when Parishit Maharaj asked how I can make my life successful in seven days. So he told Tasmad bharata sarvatma, bhagwan harihi, If you want abhayam, fearlessness from this death, I thought I had two, two years for writing the exam, for preparing for the exam, but now I hear that only a few days are left. So I'm very fearful I'll fail in the examination. So Shukhde Goswami is telling if you want to avoid the fear of this examination of death, only seven days are left, you adopt this process and you will become fearless. Success is assured. What is the process? Shrotavya kirtitavyascha smartavyam cha, smartavya, cha Bhayam. To get fearlessness, you do Shrotavya, keep on hearing. Kirtitavya, you keep on chanting his names. And Smartavya, keep on thinking about the form, name, activities of whom. Tasmat Bharat Sarvatma, who is Atma of everybody. So as we have seen in Bhagavad Gita, there are two Atmas within this body. Paramatma and Anu Atma. That is we, individual soul. And Sarvatma or Paramatma krishna will further described in the 13th chapter 13th chapter yes 13th chapter you should understand i am also the soul atma present in the body but i am conscious of all the bodies so you should do kirtan of the supreme person who is sarvatma who is present in everyone's body along with the individual soul Bhagavan, Ishwaro, Hari, who is called Bhagavan, who is not some impersonal energy, oh, that energy, that spark is present in the heart. No, it is told here. Bhagavan, Bhagavan means who has got opulences. Bhag means opulence. Who is most beautiful? Who is most strong? Who is most wise? So he is having all the opulences. Bhagavan means person. So he is person. Ishwaraha. Ishwara Ishvara means his controller, and Hari, he, Hari means he takes away all the material miseries of life. So the same Supreme Person Krishna Shukde Goswami is telling, Nam Sankirtanam Yasya Sarva So the Sankirtan of his name, this is the final verse of Bhagavatam conclusion. Nam Sankirtanam Yasya Sarva So I offer my respects to that great Lord who is removing all the material miseries from the life. So this is the conclusion of Shukdev Goswami. This is the conclusion of Bhagavad Gita. So we need not uh, uh, be concerned very much about improving the living conditions. Actually, these are only dying conditions. So some people are very mad in improving so-called dying conditions, improving that morsel of grass, collecting more morsels of grass and forget that this death and birth is not by chance. It is under the laws of some nature. Next body also follows certain laws. So my endeavor should be no more to get these material bodies, but establish myself in a position of no repeated births and deaths. And that is possible according to Bhagavad Gita by this simple process. So don't uh, try to get deviated by any other process. Krishna is recommending very simple, always whatever activity you are doing, continue in your activity, but the results you please offer to me and your mind should be absorbed in thinking of me constantly Your intelligence should also be absorbed in me. How can I serve Krishna? How can I serve Krishna? Mind intelligence absorbed in thinking of Krishna, the activities offered to Krishna, you can attain me without any doubt.